Good morning, good morning. And good morning to all you lovely listeners at home, and welcome back to yet another episode of the podcast that we entitle, David! That's right, how you doing, man? Good, how you doing? I'm doing fine. It's a very exciting day of nothing in particular happening, but we are recording on a Sunday, which is pretty good. Um, how's, how's it going with you, man? What's What you been up to? Yeah, um, work, 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 work. I work today, work tomorrow, work the day after that. Um, why is the so grind yeah. so? Why are you going the grind so hard? You're saving up for a PS5 or something? Yeah, bro. I've been I've been grinding pretty hard. Friday was payday, so that was pretty sweet. That's um, pretty good. How much do you get paid an hour? Um, it's. It's fourteen twenty five before tips, but after tips, it's around like twenty two dollars an hour. You get a lot of tips, dang. That's yeah, pretty good. Like, what are they? T- uh, is it like what are they tipping you for? Like, do they? Is it like one of those things where like, do you serve them the food, or is it just like a required tip on checkout or something? Um, so like, we have like iPads, toast iPads, and like, you can leave a tip. Um, like I think it's like fifteen, twenty, and twenty five percent. Um, and um, I feel like most people tip, um, because they they just want to hear they want to hear me say "opa." Ah, uh, um, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, by the way, yeah, I work at I work at a gyro restaurant, so just for context. All the listeners are fascinated. They're gonna hunt you down now. Yeah, I know. I know. So that's pretty exciting, though. It is. It has it not is. been as exciting on this end. Um, I start work soon. But in a couple of weeks, so I've got time. So nothing exciting to report here. But gotcha. you know what is exciting and worth talking about? Richie Rich. I was hoping you were gonna take a guess, but I guess I think we all knew. <laughs> so if you're an avid listener, you'll notice that uh, we, David actually hinted at this one in a previous episode. So foreshadowing, I suppose. But you never gave a good explanation as to why. So, David, what was up with your choice here? Yeah. Um, kind of like a spur-of-the-moment thing. You know, like, I didn't really ever think about this movie. And there really wasn't anything that, that sparked it. Um, I, I guess, like, I was looking at... Um, like Jenna Ortega, like okay. stuff, and I did notice that like she was in the show, and Wait, I was like, what, "Oh what? my god!" Wait, yeah, this is this... what? How? Yeah, what do you mean how? Is there a modern Richie Rich? Isn't Jenna Ortega like our age? Yeah, there's like a 2015 no way. like Richie Rich show. Yeah, really? she's in it. Yes. What the hell? I've never heard of this. And that is Jenny Ortega, or Jenna Ortega. What the hell? Yeah, I was very surprised. I was like, what? I did not know Jenna Ortega was in a Richie Rich show. I didn't even know there was a Richie Rich show, so that's valid. Jesus. Needless to say, she's the only one who popped off from this cast. Jesus. All right. The the more you know, I suppose. All right, yeah. So, yeah. Um, sadly, uh, Jenna Ortega is not in the original movie of Richie Rich. I don't think she was born yet. yet. (laughs) Um, but yeah, 
that's uh, kind of a little story behind Richie Your Rich. Um, kind of, what did you think about the movie uh, when when you when you first heard me announce it? Did did you do you did it remind you of the movie? Like, like what was going through your head? It's a valid point. So uh, I have literally no connection to Richie Rich. In fact, I hardly knew it was a show. All I knew is that there's a movie with Macaulay Culkin in it. So the guy from uh, the kid from Home Alone. That is literally all I know. Um, and David brings it up, and I'm like, really? Like, all right. <laughs> like, I have nothing against it because I don't know anything about it. But at the same time, I don't think I've ever thought about it for more than a millisecond. So, all right. Um, so I went into this movie, and uh, <laughs> so I feel like I feel like I should have stronger opinions about it. But I feel like the simplest conclusion that I've come to with this movie is that there was a time in the '90s when being rich was really cool to kids like people assumed being rich was just like and non-stop fun like ducktales did it too um we're like i think just networks thought kids really wanted to see what it was like to be stupidly rich and it was specifically this very unrealistic kind of of rich where you like have like a theme park in your backyard and a mcdonald's in your house like (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I'd never, like, me as a kid, nor now, I don't think would have ever been interested in something like this, but I guess it was a thing in the 90s. So, cool. <laughs> I really don't know. Like, I guess there is room for the, for like a, uh, you know, a, a, a series that's whole shtick is that the main character can do whatever they want because they're rich. I just feel like that attitude is definitely not lasted. I think after the 90s, I think people either started being more critical or just stopped caring what the rich do all the time. So I feel like there is no longer much appeal for that. Also, like, their portrayal of the rich is really weird. Like, they have, like, a, a science lab in their in their house. And, like, it's just really weird. This movie's really weird. That's the best way I can really describe it. Um, I just don't have a lot of strong opinions about it beyond just being confused as to why the 90s thought kids liked this kind of thing um what did you think <laughs> i hope that didn't feel like an evasive answer <laughs> but what did yeah you... no i mean like i'm pretty sure like the movie's based off of a an older comic strip well it's true but like the fact that it's this portrayal of the rich like sure right. comic strip whatever like i i feel like why they made this movie was to do what this movie did like kind of like home alone but with money like, that is definitely yeah. the direction they chose to take this comic strip story. I don't know. I, I think, like... I, I think for, like, younger audiences, younger children, like, they perceive, like, the rich as, like, being able to do, you know, like, whatever they want. You know, like, they have the the financial capabilities to you know have whatever they want do whatever they want you know like have a roller coaster in your backyard have a mcdonald's in your house like like all these things are like what kids would want if if they you know had all the money in the world um so i don't know it's kind of a a mirror into you know like what like a, a, a child's mind um would would be when it when it comes to you know wealth right mm-hmm. um i i think personally i wish they leaned a bit more into that 
um i i think i think it's kind of a neat idea um and be it that they are like supposed to be like the richest family in the world like they definitely could have done more with the whole like kids wildest dreams or whatever when it comes to when it comes to money um i don't know i i haven't i haven't really seen anything anything like it um it's it's i mean i've obviously seen movies that like are made for kids but this is one of the movies that like it seems like it's made by kids as well um kind of thing uh it definitely panders and i don't know i think that's kind of cool um, oh yeah so real quick for reference if you were wondering how much money this family had um it's not it's not very clear but the the range in 2022 dollars is anywhere from 5.8 to 132 billion dollars <laughs> so just to give you some reference as to how rich this family is in the universe that's like the estimated reference for how rich this family is so you'll notice yeah. there's a quite a range there. Yeah. Needless to say, this guy could probably buy Disney and uh, and Warner Brothers and Universal, just just all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And easily. could probably buy many large countries. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a joke in this that um, the villain, when he steals all the all of the family's money he's gonna buy a small country like luxembourg or ecuador and i'm like go bigger man like you could buy a lot <laughs> yeah they're, they're they're comically rich literally because it's based on a comic huh right um kind what, what do you think about uh the characters uh, movie so i, I want to preface because i feel like every character i'm going to mention something about this the movie has does the thing that we've talked about on the show a couple of times where it, it comes off as being written by a kid. So uh, that's definitely going to be a recurring theme here. Uh, Richie is, of course, a good explanation for it. Like, his, his character arc in the movie is admittedly very poorly handled, but even if it wasn't poorly handled, it's he doesn't have any friends that want to do the things he wants to do. So, like, already that's, like, a very child, like, a very kid topic it's something a kid would freak out about like oh my gosh it's like what if i was really rich and i had no friends oh my god like that's exactly the kind of thing a kid would freak out about so like it i would say for what it's going for i think richie is exactly the main character this movie needed like it's the kid character as kid struggles whilst having adult responsibilities i guess which is the whole appeal of the rich thing so like sure i think he works fine I didn't hate him. I don't think he was very smug, which I'm happy about. Because, like, the whole thing that I don't like about uh, Home Alone is that he comes off as such a twat. Like, he, he's just very smug and full of himself. So it's refreshing that he's kind of not like that in the movie. In this movie. Um, he's fine. I actually, I don't really hate him. It's just that he's written like a kid. And his struggles are very, very much what a kid would want to see a rich kid struggle with, you know? I mean, um, is that a bad thing? Yes and no. It is. Uh, it's a fine thing. I think it works well for the story. But on the other hand, it leads to scenes like that really awkward scene where he goes to play with the, the he goes to play baseball with those kids. And I don't really that scene made me kind of want to like go away. Like it was just not <laughs> funny. And I don't really want to see him be all awkward and be like, oh, yeah, like I'll put ten thousand dollars on it. We meant ten dollars. And the kids are all judgy. 
And then when the kids go to his house and like it's literally just him going, let me show you around. I, I just don't <laughs> care. Like I, kids obviously like that, but like it's just not that fun or interesting, really. Like I don't know. Maybe I'm just old. Like maybe I'm just judging this because I'm not a kid. But like the struggles that come of him and his st- struggle of not having friends is just not interesting. Also, because like as they show in the movie, you can buy friends. <laughs> so like it really isn't that interesting of a conflict, really. Mm. Um. So to wrap it up with his character, I don't think he's bad. It's just not all that interesting. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I thought his struggle was kind of shallow, but, you know, it's a kid's movie. Like, what, what do you expect? Um, he kind of has that, like, perfectionist hero trope, kind of like Ender in Ender's Game oh, that so I mentioned. Like, so, I guess, when you the whole, like, Chosen One kind of thing where everybody likes yeah. him. Yeah, he kind of sure. he, he kind of has that. Um, it's not that bad, but you know you could definitely you definitely can tell. Um, it it didn't really bother me too much in this movie. Um, I, I thought I thought he was a fairly down to earth character, um, which I kind of liked. Yeah, he's not. Really I mean, they, they, or anything. yeah, they, they easily could have written him to be like a, a snotty brat kid. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was, he was, he was pretty down to earth and, and was, was willing to communicate with others in, in a, in a reasonable fashion. Which, um, uh, full disclosure, by the way, if this were real, that kid would hundred percent be like the most evil kid on planet earth. Just a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> like this kid would be like, would eat other kids for breakfast or something. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I wanted to ask you something, David. Um, sure. I know you're a fan of movies that look like the people involved are having fun. I know mm-hmm. that's a big thing, like you like Annie. So, would you say there that this movie qualifies in that same park, or do you? Because I was thinking about that during the scene where they were playing tag on the on the four wheelers. Like, yeah. Do you feel like this movie captured the spirit of like people having fun kind of thing, or do you think something gets in the way of that? What do you think? What do you think as an expert? In the I field? don't. I, I, I don't think it comes off the same way as, like, it does with Annie. I think Annie has a lot more of those scenes. Sure. Kind of like a, a lot of those, like, feel-good scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Richie Rich, it that's not really what they're going for in this movie. Um, they're, they're not really going for, like, a feel-good uh, sure. atmosphere towards it, which which is why I think... It, it didn't hit me the same as, like, say, Annie did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. I was just curious. I wanted to see what your a professional opinion was on that. Yeah. No, I, 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 don't, I don't miss Richie Rich. I, I don't, I don't <laughs> go to sleep at night thinking about Richie Rich. Which I guess is good. Um, but also, I do want to <laughs> note, though, like, I, I agree. I feel like what you just said there about it being, like, it's not really going for the feel-good thing. I almost feel like that's actually to its detriment. Because, like you mentioned, like, that you wanted more scenes of them enjoying being rich. And in a mm-hmm. way, I kind of agree. And I think if they had, it would have satisfied what you would want, what you were looking for with that whole, like, uh, feel-good kind of thing. Um, obviously, again, it's a kid's movie. Um, so I don't blame them for the direction they took. But I feel like 
you probably you could have actually i feel like dropping the whole like conflict of him not having friends or at very least dropping the evil villain trying to steal the money kind of thing could have made it more like something like like feeling like a something kids could enjoy perpetually you know like seeing themselves and the kids playing the stuff maybe they make the conflict less severe maybe make the conflict just the whole friend thing but honestly mm-hmm. like you could have had a more satisfying film if you're looking for just a feel-good movie if you'd have done that like i understand you need a villain for conflict and we'll talk about him in a minute i guess but like i feel like i don't know maybe maybe i'm just trying to you know find the bit of good in something that i just don't really care about but like i feel like you should have had more fun if you wanted to just have more fun you know right exactly exactly um yeah speaking of the speaking of the villains let's let's talk about them um connor i want i wanted to ask you a question yeah um have you seen pain and gain pain and gain i have not okay but can i ask, I, can I I ask gonna... what the hell has that to do with pain and gain <laughs> well i was gonna say that the whole like like story like around the villains it's very reminiscent of pain and gain <laughs> um, well, you've never seen it, so I okay. guess you wouldn't. You wouldn't All right, I'll it. keep that in mind, I suppose. Um, yeah, I mean, like Pain and Gain, I think is better written. I, I than imagine. That. I imagine. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, their their kind of story is, is reminiscent of it. But anyways, I will. I will also um, note before we do uh, before while you're while you're on the topic, uh, this movie also has some strange connections to the movie North by Northwest, which is a Alfred Hitchcock film. So I just wanted to I wanted to point out this movie has a lot of weird connections to other movies, like the entire climax of this movie is a reference to North by Northwest, which is just odd. It's very weird. Interesting. Because North by Northwest has nothing to do with this, like not even a little bit. Like I just don't <laughs> understand what they were doing with that. It's just very weird. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the villains. I wasn't too crazy about them. I definitely thought they were a weak point of the movie. Um, I don't know. I feel like they could have been a bit more creative with it. Um, I do like the idea of, like, someone from the inside, you know, trying to um, take the money. I, I just wish they, like, established his role, like as a character like like his is his, his relationships with the other characters a bit better like how close was he with richard rich you know like did richie ever like him like like is is he a traitor like i mean obviously the traitor but like did he did he did he offend anybody by you know turning like i, I don't know um i feel like they could have done a bit more with like with, with his character um they, they were they were kind of jokes not gonna lie yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of. What do you think? Yeah, I kind of agree. I mean, obviously, when you have a movie about rich people, you gotta have the villain be some guy trying to steal the money. Like that's literally just everything. Like, if you name a movie with a rich person where there isn't some guy who tries to steal it at some point, they're not that many. But beyond that, like some things that kind of irk me. The first one with him is that the movie, everyone in the movie, is on to him being bad right away. Like everybody except for i guess the, the guy the uh ceo guy the dad because like the instance that uh the the dad goes missing 
are the parents go missing, like Richie is on is on him. It's like, oh yeah, you you did it. Like basically, he's not saying you did it, but he like everyone treats him like he did it. Um, and like that's basically the entire movie. Like even before he's revealed to have done anything or had any involvement in it, everyone knew he was a bad guy. And like that's kind of just no fun. <laughs> like I feel like that's something that a lot of kids' movies do, where they act like where to kids when the kid is in on something and like you know if someone's trying to trick them and it's like no way i'm too smart for you like that's satisfying to kids but it's also like the opposite of conflict and the opposite of fun to everyone else i feel like like i don't want to see the hero know the villain is a bad guy without being you know being betrayed or anything like that like i don't no one wants to see that like i don't understand why kids movies like i've noticed it a lot where like for movies for like little little kids not like not like family movies, but like with little, little kids, it's almost like they really don't want to have like twists. And if there are twists, the, the kid or the main character has to know about it and be like above it. It's really weird. Um, so I finally found that not really fun. And I also feel like his character just, like, like you said, there's really not a lot of explored territory there. Um, mainly because like, I feel like the movie was in a rush to have him be the bad guy. It's almost like his plan I feel like his plan happened way too quick. Like, it went from like, oh, yes, I'm here, I want money, and then suddenly, bam, I, my plan is in, in, in effect. I feel like it definitely should have... I feel like there should have been more build-up because it happened so quick. Um, so I agree with you on that. Um, he's not bad. I think the actor was fine. Um, I think he kind of got snobbishness pretty well. Um, but, like, I don't know. <laughs> it was He was he was there. He was there. Um Shout out to that one joke where he's working on the, uh, where him and his secretary are on, like, the exercise bike, and it's just a bunch of sex jokes, I guess. <laughs> that was a weird scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. What'd you think about, um, Chad, Betty, and the other kids? So the, the butler, right? Yeah. Um... The butler was fine. Uh, I think I, I'll, I'll give the movie props that I think pretty much every actor involved was clearly having a good time. I think all the actors sold it. I think this butler guy is probably my favorite of the actors. I, he just he's weird and British, so points I guess. I don't know. Uh, he's fine. I don't hate him. I thought the stupid. I, I thought the the joke about him going to prison and suddenly wearing all these street clothes is really dumb. But that's the '90s for you. They love that. Um. He was fine, and the other kids were fine. Um, I really didn't have many strong opinions about him, except for, I guess there was a kid who, who liked to eat, which, I don't know. <laughs> Pee-wee? Yeah, his name was Pee-wee. Of course he yeah. was. I, this, the, only <laughs> thing, the only thing that, if, if it weren't because this movie likes baseball so much, there would have definitely been a character in a wheelchair named Wheels. Like, oh my there God. definitely would have been. <laughs> Like that's the Wheels. kind of that's the kind of vibe this movie has. With the kid characters they are all like kid <laughs> stereotypes. There's like the the what what the '90s would call tomboy girl stereotype. Yeah, and like you got like the the uh, they're like the kind of like cool guy white kid who's like who probably would wear backwards hats and he's like, oh man, this place is far out. Um, and then the uh, the fat kid, like it's all tropes, you know. Yeah, um, not that they're bad. I wouldn't say they're like in your face or anything, but like. They're just a group of kids. Um, I don't know. They're fine. I I didn't really have anything against them. They were all fine actors, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. Can we can we assume? Can we assume that um, 
the the tomboy girl will eventually move in with Richie because I'm assuming <laughs> that like the butler has his own like quarters right? right and lives in the mansion and assuming that like like her her mom and Chadberry together like I'm assuming she'd move in I mean that's 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 only something for Richie Rich 2 to decide yeah Richie Rich 2 it better be called like too rich too furious or something you know yeah but yeah I get you um segueing into another group of characters that I don't hate um because I'll talk about some things I kind of enjoyed um I thought both the parents actors were pretty fun I especially when they were on the raft I think they were handing it up a lot which I am fine with I didn't mind um and I appreciated something I was really worried they were going to do this because I I hate this trope uh they did not do the rich parents are neglectful of their kid trope I was really worried that was going to be a thing and they're going to spend the entire movie where he's like, man, I just want to do stuff with you guys. You're too busy making us obscenely large amounts of money. But they didn't. Like, the, the parents no. loved them the entire time. In fact, it, it, it gets comedically so. Like, obviously the end twist that I guess I won't spoil for those Richie Rich fans who haven't seen it yet. But, like, even the bit at the end, the big twist is all because of how much they like the kid and how much they love their son. So... I give them props for that. Like that could have been a very easy trope to go down, and I would have I would have hated the movie more. So I appreciate it. I, the, the the parents are not the problem. They actually do care about their kid. Now, granted, they're also like obscenely like obscenely rich and childish. So I guess like making them making them jerks would just be kind of sad. But you know, it's, whatever. I didn't mind the parents. That's all I'm trying to say. What did you think? Yeah, um, other parents were solid. Um, not that remarkable. Yeah. Um, didn't stand out too much to me, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't really notice, but yeah, I, I too really enjoyed the fact that like they could have taken the cop out route or like his parents didn't really care for him all that much, but you know, they do and kind of cool. Um, very, very close knit family, even with Chad Berry, mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 pretty nice. Also, um, on, a, on a completely unrelated note, um, my mic's been really picking up a lot of stuff today. Did you hear the fly just shoot by my face? I didn't. Okay, I was curious. I don't know why the mic would have picked that up, but I'm kind of. I was just. It was really loud, so I was like, I kind of curious to see if the mic picked it up. All right, back to Richie Rich. <laughs> yeah. Um, Richie Rich. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree um, with you though. Like, I feel like the movie is kind of unremarkable. Like. This movie definitely would be one of those movies that plays at a dentist's office. Like, <laughs> it's there. It does its thing. Little, little kids will like it, but it will not do anything for anyone else. Kind of reminds me of something like Do- uh, Hotel for Dogs. Like, there is really nothing there for adults besides, like, the three adult jokes that feel really out of place. Um, I don't know. It it's really is just, like, a kid's movie. And it does that thing with the 90s where, like, they they have fun being rich. Like, that's the biggest points I took from this movie, which is, I don't know, it's it's fine. It's not awful, I guess. It's not annoying. Like, I don't hate it. It's just not, there's not much to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I remember when I, when we finished this, I was, de- or when I, when I finished watching this, I debated making a list on Letterboxd of just, like, the mid-tier, I shouldn't have watched this movie that I've watched, you know? Like, the, the nothing movies list. But the problem would be that half those movies would be from the podcast, so I didn't. But, like, um, <laughs> like 
there is no reason really to watch this. Like, unless you're, you're, unless you have like a kid who brought it up, I guess. I don't know. Um, this is going to be forgotten. It did get just forgotten. Like, really, the only reason we're okay, talking about yeah. it is because you brought it up, nerd. Jesus. Yeah, that's true. Um, what were some other noteworthy moments in this? Because I feel like there are some wacky lines and weird bits, but uh, I don't remember them off, the, or I don't have a ton of them off the top of my head. What, what were some things that you uh, noticed? Some weird stuff. Uh, you think? Um, I mean, I kind of thought it was pointless for like the butler and Gloria's mom to get together. Like <laughs> they, they didn't really have any chemistry together. That was kind of stupid. True. Um, let's see. Uh, Shout out to you the, the names, by the way. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, Pee Wee, and in the first scene he's in, he's eating McDonald's fries. Like that was I mean, product placement. Yeah, did you not fire. see the giant McDonald's in their house? Like, yeah, there's a lot of no. I, 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 I know, I know, but like, that wasn't the first time McDonald's was shown. Like, in it was the, foreshadowing. Yeah. It was like getting you hyped for it. It, it really was. Um, also, like, I don't think there's a scene without Pee Wee. Um, in which he isn't eating something. He's Bruce, literally all Chad fat kids. What do you do? He is. Um, let me think. Um... <laughs> also, random thing uh, I noticed. So this movie has a weird through line. This like through line plot about this about that company. Like that that th- like they're debating whether or not to uh, buy the company just to just to get rid of it and like you know get lose all the jobs and stuff. And like there was, it was like a weird point. It kept coming back up where they were like, uh, like at, at like a board meeting, the 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 father was like, oh, I'm gonna buy the company, but I'm gonna, you know, I'm not gonna get rid of all the jobs and stuff. And then the villain was all mad about it. And then when the uh, and then when the villain takes over, it's like that's the first thing I'm doing is I'm getting rid of this company. And then like when Richie Rich takes over the company, he's like, no, we're gonna spare it. And like it's weird. It's like it's a really odd through line. <laughs> like I don't really understand what it was for. Like, it's just so random. It's like they just wanted to have that scene where Richie goes and, you know, cuts the ribbon for the company. It's like he wanted, they or no, he was accepting an award. Um, but, like, they wanted that to mean something, so they just kept bringing it back up. It was just so random. <laughs> Which, yeah, that was something I noticed. You know, is anything else wacky? Because there's a lot of wacky lines in this movie. Um, um, I can't remember any like specific lines. Uh, the the scientist guy, he had some pretty wacky lines, I'm sure. True. I mean, okay. Uh, the reason I'm asking you about lines specifically is because I feel like there were a lot of wacky lines, and I don't remember them either. Like, I'm trying my best. <laughs> the movie had weird dialogue sometimes. Because it was like one of those '90s kids movies, and I feel like there are a lot of quotable ones. But the only one I can think of is when the Richie Rich asks to go play baseball with them, the kids, and then the kids like look away, and then they turn around and go, "Not!" Like that's all I remember in terms of weird lines. But I know there were more weird lines. Like I just, it's, it's, it's. I wish this movie left more of an impact on me because I feel like it could be a funny one to reference, but I just can't. Like I just cannot remember. I don't know. Um, 
the scientist was also kind of funny. I, like I said, it's weird that rich people just, or that, that the kids impression of rich people is that they were also mad scientists. Like, I don't really know. I like, think that probably ducktails that made that one up, but like, it's just kind of weird that that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's about all I got. Um, yeah. Um, I guess I can ask you a few questions. Sure. Um, yeah, sure. Go for it. All right. Uh, you know, first off, I gotta ask, um, Connor, if you were to put The Rock in this movie, mm-hmm. Rock and Kevin Hart, valid, valid. and Kevin James mm. in this movie, where are, they, where are they going? There's a lot to unpack with that one. So first and foremost, I think the most obvious pick is Kevin James. It's going to be the scientist guy. I mean, he already kind of has some, uh, John, some Kevin James-isms, but mostly he loves eating, and Kevin James is also a fan of eating, so... Yeah, I would yeah, say Kevin James is that one. Um, secondly, I think I would I want The Rock to play the butler. I think okay because, because I just think it would be kind of funny. Like my favorite my if I ever were to cast The Rock, I want to cast him in something that's like the opposite of his normal role. So casting him as the butler would be pretty funny, and then I think it would be extra funny when that fourth scene where he has to wear like the street clothes comes along and he has to wear street clothes. I think that'd be funny. You know, just force him to do it. Right. And then finally, I think uh, I think Kevin Hart. Uh, Kevin Hart makes the most sense, I think, to play like I, I want to say the villain because he just kind of does have short guy syndrome a little bit. Um, I do feel like it's a little easy, um, but I can't think of anyone better right now. So I think I'm gonna say the villain. Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna say the villain. Okay. What do you think? What, what would you say? Would you? Uh, is your evaluation similar? Uh, I I definitely say the same. The same cast. Um, maybe make like Kevin James Pee Wee. Um. <laughs> so like what? It's just like, like an adult with all the kids. Yeah. Can you, I, also, I want. Yeah, I agree with you. I think what we got to do too is he's got to wear like a comedically small striped shirt. So it's like just a little too small mm-hmm. and like one of those pinwheel hats. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's got to like really own it up and be like a, just like a kid. Like it's got to be like, and no one acknowledges it's like an adult. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I get you. I smell what you're cooking. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so kind of, where do you think this movie ranks? I think it fits very snugly next to, uh, next to Hotel for Dogs. I think in terms of the quality, it's right there with Hotel for Dogs. Um, mm-hmm. It's just that, like, this Hotel for Dogs is better because that's Don Cheadle. But, like, it fits right there. It's very similar in quality. If this movie had come out in the 2000s, it would definitely be a Nickelodeon movie. Um, so, yes, I agree with that one. I think it's I think it sits right there. That's that's my evaluation. What do you think? Yeah, I, I definitely say it's, it's pretty close to there. Um... Definitely next, like Hotel for Dogs and Piranha and like Little Italy, it, it, it's 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 that core. Um, it's like, like what the was that last movie you just said. I didn't catch it. Little Italy. Oh, Little Italy. Uh, she said like Willy Willy or something. I was like, what? <laughs> no. Like we've not watched a movie called that. Um. Yeah. Like I feel like I feel like it's a. In terms of movies that we've watched that range from mid to bad, it's like the mid of the mid you know like it's not like high tier mid it's like mid mid valid that's fair 
I'd say it's a little below mid, but I do see where you're coming from with that. Like, yeah. I don't know. I do feel like it's weird because uh, I guess this is kind of another symptom of, like, the Power Rangers thing where, like, I there is a lot of, uh, like, an absence of good in this movie. But, like, unlike how Power Rangers would made me mad, this one didn't really make me mad. Like, I, I watched it going, this is, like, a, this is a movie. Like, it didn't get mad, but there's also, like, not a lot good in here for me to really hype up. So it's it's a weird state, you know? Like, I can't mm-hmm. say it's mid because, like, I feel like it has too much stuff that's, like, bad in it to say it's not. It's not to, I can't really say it's mid. But at the same time, I can't say it's, like, awful because it didn't annoy me, you know? Right. It's in a weird purgatory state, which I feel like is perfect for, for Richie Rich, you know? Right, right. God, can I feel like um, Midnight in Paris is like the black sheep of... It's a little weird. It's a little weird. I mean, when I'm looking at like the list, uh, that and, Ch- and Chip and Dale kind of stick out to me. Yeah, um, they're like the black sheeps of... of but I do feel like... I, I do feel like every once in a while we do need to ground ourselves with a movie that's not quite so forgettable. Also because those two movies we kind of did during that time where we didn't really know what the identity of the show was. Right, so. yeah, exactly, exactly. It's okay. Um, but they were they both ended up being kind of average, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Could have been worse. Yeah, and, and even though, like, when we did Fatherhood, that was the first thing Sync we did, um, that movie's forgotten. No one ever talks about that. I've that... never heard anybody talk about Fatherhood. True. And I do feel like, I think if we ever did, like, a retrospective on uh midnight in paris and uh chippendale which are those two that i kind of want to point out i think i could definitely make the case for chippendale still that that one's getting forgotten pretty quick um though we did that one like right after it came out but it is getting forgotten pretty quick and midnight in paris i think whilst it is liked it's beloved like people enjoy it i would not in any way say this movie is talked about much um especially because i feel like uh woody allen movies of kind of getting locked into like this like besides annie hall i think kind of got locked into this like like i think like a collective prison per se where i feel like no one wants to talk about woody allen movies besides annie hall so right and even then people are hesitant to talk about annie hall too so like i think after woody allen and everything he's done i feel like including his movies in a forgotten kind of uh context i think i think it does still work um, it's a bit of a stretch, but for particularly for Midnight in Paris, but I think it could still work, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, is Midnight in Paris his most recent movie? Most recent of our of the episodes we did. No, no, like of like Woody Allen movies. Oh no, 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 no! Woody Allen's been he pumps out movies every couple of years, um, to like really no fanfare. Um, the only one that I think got a little bit of talk was Cafe Society, which came out in like 2018, I think, or 2016, maybe. Um, but like, not much. Woody Allen was, he is still making them. I do believe, I think one of the movies he did recently, um, did get some talk. Um, what was it? Hang on. Oh no, I'm doing actor. I'm sorting. I want to sort by director. Hang on. He did something recently. Timothy Chalamet was in a Woody Allen movie in 2019. Oh my god. Yeah, he's making one this year. That. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just a kind of a weird thing, like where he's he's no longer in the conscience of 
of anyone, so no one really talks about it. But yeah, they are still talked about. A rainy day in New York in 2019 is probably the closest he's got to being talked about again. And that movie's not very liked, so yeah, that's about where Woody Allen stands in reality now. It also doesn't help that, like, it seems like every one of his movies is mid. Like, I haven't seen any of these, but, like, all of them have the same reviews, and it's all mid. Like, Blue Jasmine in 2013 was the last time that, uh, was the last time that anyone really cared about Woody Allen. Everything else is literally, like, you know, mid, mid. Three, three out of five, three out of five, 2.6 out of five, 3.2 out of five, yeah. which is, I don't know, that's, that's, uh, that's a challenging one for you, Woody. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of what happens when you, I, I wouldn't call it cancel culture because that's a stupid term and that's not really what I mean, but there's definitely like a, when you've done something that a lot of people disagree with, even if it's not like a crime, I feel like you've kind of been banished People aren't really going to care about you anymore if you keep doing weird stuff. Um, and I agree. I, I do think it's deserved. He's, he's a weirdo. And a, weirdo. a lot of, a lot of weird stuff. But, I don't know. He just kind of is banished to that zone. Yeah. Why isn't uh, Across the Spider-Verse on, like, highest rated on Letterboxd? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's funny. Um, so what happened is that, uh, <laughs> this is completely unrelated to Richie Rich, but may as well talk about it here. Uh, they've changed their rating system, where essentially they cut out a lot of reviews and ratings that came from accounts that are either spam accounts or accounts that aren't active anymore. And they didn't remove the account, but they made their ratings not apply to the uh, to the to, to like the, the overall rating. So um, they like renovated a lot, and like the entire the entire letterbox low top two hundred and fifty got completely reworked. Here, I'll send you a picture. That's every change that happened on the list. It's nutty. So yes, everything changed. Um, it's definitely worth it to kind of look at your favorite movies and see which ones uh, changed ratings. Um, really, the universe is like four point six. It should be up. It is, but it's no longer on the top at the top anymore because of that change in the system. Which is a shame because, like, uh, because of the system, someone pointed out that because this change you're no longer going to see movies that shoot to the top of the rating uh, like shoot to the top of the of the list of like highest rated for a couple of weeks and then gradually drop like you're not going to get that anymore because they're going to weight the reviews differently so it's going to take some time before a movie that is beloved will make it to the top it's probably going to rise slowly rather than shooting to the top and falling um, okay. it's a little less fun um it, it makes sense i don't hate them for the change but it just changed everything but like that list like so many movies changed like a like good like 25 30 something movies got removed and the a same amount got added it's nutty so yeah that's what happened to letterbox all right um it didn't affect richard Richards. anyways <laughs> <laughs> that's good the only the biggest changes it did it was for musicals i noticed like a lot of musicals dropped because a lot of musical people will go in like review bomb their movies and only or not review bomb but the opposite of that like inflate their ratings really high so a lot of musicals got dropped like uh if you look at uh, mamma mia now like mamma mia had a lot of mixed like 
ratings, but it always was rated pretty high. Now it's like 3.6 with like a ton of five-star reviews. It's really weird. Um, Rent dropped a lot too, which I appreciate because Rent sucks. But like, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that was a big part of it. Um, so yeah, that's about all I got for that. Um, any other final notes on Richie Rich in particular? Uh, I do not. All right, good stuff. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate uh, you guys checking in. Check us out on Instagram with the smell underscore you think. And again, for any updates on the When We Miss episodes, we actually will be missing next week's episode um, unless I decide to do something random. Uh, I was debating maybe doing maybe doing an episode on Indiana Jones with Michael because we watched all those together. We'll see. Um, but I don't know. We're debating it. So regardless, appreciate you guys checking in. We probably will miss an episode next week unless I decide to throw something out there. But that's about all I got. Any last thoughts, David? I do not. No worries. Well, I appreciate you guys listening in. I've been Connor, and this has been David. And thank you for checking out yet another episode of the podcast that we entitle, David. What's that smell you thinking again?